Hey ladies, welcome to the Core 4 Momentum podcast, empowering women in pelvic health. In this podcast, we will uncover all aspects of women's health and pelvic health. This podcast is hosted by the Core 4 team, a strong group of pelvic health physical therapy experts who are passionate about advocating for women's health and changing the world, one pelvis at a time. Stay tuned to the end of this episode to find out how to join our free private Facebook group of empowered women. If you join, you will have access to free pelvic health education and you will become part of a strong community of ladies. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, Core 4 Momentum. This is Jessica, and I have the pleasure of interviewing my co-host, Amy, today, and we will be discussing urge incontinence. What's up, Amy? Hey, how's it going? It's going great. So, Amy, let's, can you inform our listeners about, first of all, incontinence is a really big word, and I'm sure some people are like, what is it? Yes. Um, so incontinence is basically, well, when it's urinary incontinence, it's a uh, urinary leakage accidentally, um, you know, peeing your pants basically <laughs> without meaning to. <laughs> without meaning to. Yeah, I don't know if anybody would mean to, but okay, got it. <laughs> so what is urge incontinence specifically? Uh-huh. So um, urge so, well, first I'm going to just briefly talk about stress because I know we already had, we already talked about stress in the past, but I feel like stress is what people normally think of. Um, that's where you pee yourself when you like laugh, cough, sneeze, um, lift something up, run, that kind of thing. But urge is when you have axonal urine leakage, when you, that's associated with the urgency to go to the bathroom. Uh, and so a lot of times that happens to people on the way to the bathroom, uh, that's, you know, uh, and that happens through over time, you know, people just start to get that urge and then they're walking to the bathroom and then all of a sudden they see the toilet and they pee themselves. There was no like laugh. There was no cough. There was no bump. It just happened. Interesting. So urge incontinence is basically like you have to go and you don't have much time before you can get there. If you have the urge, you can't control it. Sometimes you release the urine before you get to the toilet. And then mm-hmm. stress incontinence is with certain activities that you leak urine. So that's mm-hmm. how we're separating the two. So today yeah. we're talking about urge incontinence. So that's you see the toilet and you go before you sit on the toilet. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> got it, got it, got it, got it. What... So we talked about that seeing, seeing the toilet or maybe thinking about going to the bathroom is mm-hmm. what kind of triggers it. Are there any other um, common triggers of your urge incontinence? Yeah, definitely. Um, so some of the really uh, common things I see when I'm talking to patients, so I'm always like, okay, uh, I'll put it as a lot of people feel like they have triggers that um, stimulate the urge incontinence to happen. And Um, I'm like, do you have any triggers that you can think of? And so a lot of people will say um, like 
when they arrive home. So like they pull up in their car, they pull into their driveway and then all of a sudden it happens or um, walking up the front steps to their door or putting a key in their door or even opening their front door. Uh, Those are different triggers I've found or uh, hearing running water or cold temperature. Uh, Those are some of the big ones I've seen or, or, oh, uh, standing up just from like uh, from a chair. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that gets people or recently I've had a lot of people say that cooking in the kitchen will um, trigger them. And I don't know if it's like the running water maybe when they're at the sink or what exactly that is, but those are some really common things I've seen. I don't know if you've heard of um, any other ones recently. Uh, The water is honestly what gets me personally. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I think it's because I've formed habits of going to the bathroom, like before I take a shower, even if I don't have to go, I just like pee first. And I think so now every time I hear water, I kind of think of that. So it makes me want to go. Yeah, I think I think peeing in the shower is another one that a lot of people will do, like, even though they don't have to go because they're in a shower, they do anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another example uh, of one too that I see a lot. Yeah. What? How? Because I mean, obviously, everyone has different triggers, and it's usually you know based on habits that we form throughout mm-hmm. the years. What can be done to kind of suppress our individual urges? Mm-hmm. So to, before we get into that, cause that's a really good question. It's good to know. And I guess this is go, mo, goes more into like the difference between urge and stress incontinence, but um, like the reason why like urge is such an issue is because of the brain and the bladder um, like neurological connection. And so I'll usually explain it as, okay. So let's say your bladder is filling And um, as the muscles of your bladder are filling, it sends a signal up to your brain and it's like, hey, brain, like, I have to go to the bathroom. I have the urge. I need to go. And then your brain is like, okay, well, let's go. And then you go. Um, But, and so that, that, that just goes to show that there is a neurological connection between your bladder and your brain. Um, It's called the Bradley loops. (laughs) Uh, If you guys want to look more into that. Um, Now with training your urge incontinence, it's all about bladder training and you have to kind of override that system and intercept it when it's not, um, when it's either not necessary or when you need to buy yourself just a little bit more time to get to the bathroom without peeing yourself. Um, so that's why it's treated differently than stress incontinence because of that, um, very like neurological connection versus stress is usually like, um, a weakness issue with the pelvic floor. Sometimes you have both though, though. So, um, sorry, what was the original question? <laughs> no, thank you for that science breakdown. Cause that helps us, um, understand the importance of it and why physical therapists can help treat it. Yeah. So, so I forgot the original question, Amy. Oh, I was asking what can be done about <laughs> not those triggers. Like how that uh, should suppress them. Uh Okay. Yeah. I just remember too. I was like, oh yeah, that's where I went on a little tangent and then we're back now. How can you suppress the urge? Um, So when you're suppressing the urge, the most important thing is to keep yourself calm. So you have to calm your bladder down because um, the issue with that neurological system is it like hypes you up. So 
um, you know, you start to panic, you get a little like nervous because it's happened in the past. You have that memory of peeing yourself and now you're scared it's going to happen again. Um, and so the more stressed and anxious and nervous you get about it, and the more that you ru rush and jostle yourself around, the more likely it's going to happen again. And so you have to keep yourself calm, keep your bladder calm. And so um, I, I'll teach it in steps. So uh, step one is to stop whatever you're doing. Um, and if you can't sit down, sit down. If you can, um, also you can, sometimes I'll have people like roll up a little towel roll and sit on that um, just to kind of add a little more compression at their uh, perineum. Um, so sit down if you can or stand, but stop whatever you're doing. And you wanna do like five to 10 um, Kegels or pelvic floor contractions. And the reason why that works is because when you um, activate those pelvic floor muscles, that's sending a signal up to your brain being like, oh, okay, um, she, the pelvic floor is contracting, which means you know I shouldn't go right now because when the pelvic floor contracts, the bladder is like, okay, I'm not gonna squeeze. But when the pelvic floor relaxes, that's when the bladder is like, okay, time to squeeze. Um, so if you can just do like five to 10 Kegels and then um, do like five to 10 really nice, deep, like diaphragmatic breaths, um, the breaths help to, you know, activate the calming system so that you're not panicking and so you're not freaking out. Um, and after you've done that, if, if you've noticed, you know, tune back in and see, uh, see like, okay, do I still have my urge? Is it still really urgent? If it is still really urgent and you're still panicking, do it again. <laughs> um, but if you've noticed that the urge has reduced and it's not as bad, then, you know, then stand up or um, continue and walk to the bathroom, but never run. <laughs> you have to stay calm. And let's say you get to the bathroom threshold, like the doorway and you get urgent again, then literally like stop again and repeat the process and keep telling yourself that you're in control um, because of that neurological system, it's going to work. And sometimes it doesn't work perfectly the first time. So you got to keep practicing and don't be discouraged if it doesn't work right away. Wow. So that was really good. That was a good game plan for those who are listening, who feel like maybe they have urgent continence. Basically, you're saying that we have the power to retrain our bladder and our brain to work better together. Yeah. That's empowering. It is. You don't have to pee yourself like that. You don't. <laughs> it is not, it, though it might be common, it is not normal. And we have the tools to um, train our bodies to get it back in order. Yeah, that's exactly right. And um, you're right. That is empowering. It is. So what is, what's so bad about going just in case? Mm -hmm. Like if I know I have urgent incontinence or I have stress incontinence and so I just, I go to the bathroom every time I leave the house or I go to the bathroom every time I see a bathroom just in case, because I don't want to pee myself again. Mm -hmm. Is there something wrong with doing that? Yes, Definitely. Um, and I think sometimes it goes back to like how our parents like raised us and to like toilet trained us too. You know, I'm, I know a lot of parents, I mean, you just, you do that because you, when you, you want to avoid like accidents from happening, obviously. Um, but sometimes we get into this habit and then we grow up and then we still do that. And that's not good because um, the thing with the bladder is 
you know, your bladder is um, meant to stretch. And so as it fills with urine, the bladder is expanding and it should be able to hold um, urine for about like anywhere between like two and four hours pretty comfortably. Um, but if you start to go just in case, then what happens is your bladder is emptying before the muscles can actually like expand to its full uh, potential. And so if you keep going to the bathroom before the muscles have expanded, your bladder starts to think that, oh, when it gets to this expansion, which is a lot less than it, what it could be, it's, it thinks it's full now. And now you've created like a habit and now your bladder is going to keep on um, sending you the urge signal way too early over and over again. And then you're going to the bathroom before you know it, you're going to the bathroom every like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to because your bladder's main job is to store u- urine. So it can hold it is what you're saying. And it actually has a larger capacity than what you might think. So, um, and usually when you get the first urge to go to the bathroom, it's only halfway full, right? And so mm-hmm. we still have more feeling that we can do before you just have to go. So mm-hmm. I think that is that is so important to highlight that it, that habit probably started with a lot of us in childhood. I know it did for me because especially before like a long car trip or when, whenever we were leaving the house and my mom, my mom just really hated public bathrooms anyway. So it's like, uh-huh. before you leave the house, you got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yes. And then you, and then you have like these bad experiences when you're little, where you do pee yourself in public. I don't know. I had one. I will never forget six flags and like, you know, it's like embarrassing. And then you're like, oh, this happened to me this one time. I never want that to happen again. <laughs> Absolutely. I have one too. I was six or seven Easter egg hunt in my backyard. So <laughs> I had a skirt on. It was terrible. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, with mine, uh, I don't know how old I was. I can't remember anymore, but like I was, I had to go so bad because Six Flags was like a long drive. And then we got there and oh my gosh, I like got to the stall and, and then I just like peed myself before I could get my pants down. And then luckily the water ride is like right next to the bath, the entrance of the bathroom. And so like my cousins and I, we just like hopped on the water ride and I just tried to like get as much water on me as I could. (laughs) Bless your heart. Oh my gosh. Well, Uh, that was convenient though. Quick rinse off after the fact (laughs) yeah thank goodness for the water rides (laughs) yeah I'm I'm just glad I was in my own backyard so I was just able to go (laughs) in my house and get situated but it was still embarrassing but of course I didn't want to leave the easter egg hunt right like exactly you can't you can't miss out on that (laughs) the eggs with the money in it you know so (sighs) but that's that's really great Amy do you have any more tips and tricks to help reduce the urge that some people may have? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I will, sometimes people, um, they'll notice like their urge incontinence is like worse when they're really stressed out. And so sometimes I'll even like recommend for people to like download a meditation app and like try to do it like daily and um, have some kind of like like breathing routine or something that helps like calm them down and calm their nervous system down. Uh, and I've noticed that sometimes that helps too because because of that relationship with like, sh- like emotional and like life stress, mm-hmm. you know. 
Yeah, and that's just good for overall health anyway. So why not do it for bladder health as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many apps out there. Um, there's Calm. There's, I'm kind of blanking. Aura. Okay. Headspace. <laughs> okay, cool. Maybe um, we'll kind of drop links for those in the resources for today's episode. Um, Amy, where can people go to learn more from you? Um, Because I know that you post a lot of tips and tricks for pelvic health in general. Yes. Um, So if you go on Instagram, uh, I have just started this year, I started posting a lot more than I ever have before in my life. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, So my handle is at uh, Amy, A-M-Y, pelvic PT. And that's where you can find some more tips and tricks. Amy has the best videos, y'all, and the best dance moves in some of her videos. So you have, you literally have to follow her to see. There's no way I can explain that. You, you got to see it for yourself. Uh, yeah, don't, don't look too long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you, Amy, for informing us on urgent incontinence and how we can retrain our bladder. Um, and how we can go see a pelvic PT to learn more about that to, so that we won't pee our pants. Amazing. Let's not pee our pants anymore. <laughs> go for 2021. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Core 4 Momentum Podcast. We believe that the journey through womanhood is incredibly special, but also difficult. Know that you were never meant to walk your journey alone. If you are looking for a community of women to walk alongside you as we learn about our bodies and pelvic health needs from experts in the field of pelvic physical therapy, check out our private Facebook group, Core for Momentum. That's Core, the number four, Momentum. We would love to have you join our tribe of empowered women. And if you are a pre-PT student, student physical therapist, or entry-level clinician searching for online education and mentorship to become a pelvic health practitioner, check out the private Facebook group, Pelvic Health Kickstarters. Be a part of the next generation of pelvic health clinicians who will change our world. Lastly, be sure to check back weekly for new episodes and subscribe. Until next time, stay empowered, ladies. Empowered woman empower women.